0: Welcome to Frame of Reference, informed, intelligent conversations about the issues and challenges facing everyone in today's world. In-depth interviews with Sauk County's leaders and professionals to help you expand and inform your Frame of Reference. Brought to you by the Max FM Digital Network. Now here's your host, Raoul Labresh.
1: And we're back here on Frame of Reference on 99.7 Max FM's digital network. And I'm Raul Brush. You're not. And my guest across from me is also not me um, and not you. He's Tom Eggert, who is a uh, retired senior lecturer from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in all kinds of, uh, actually, that's one of the things we should probably go over is he gives talks now with Badger Talks, which is an organization of uh, professors and uh, Professor emerituses and senior lecturers like Tom on, on all kinds of wonderful topics. So if you ever want to look around and see a, a speaker you might want to bring to your organization, look at Badger Talks, uh, and you'll be finally rewarded, as I am right now, interviewing Tom Eggert. Uh, Tom, again, thank you for being here. Uh, Tom, we usually spread out the first part of the this show doing a little favorite things uh, mm-hmm. a, a module, just for people kind of get to know the guest and, and feel a little bit more personally connected. Um, and we've already gotten to know a lot about you professionally and ideologically, I think, to, sure. to a large degree. But now we're going to ask those deep, deep, Personal questions And seeing as you're from Milwaukee area Which I am from Milwaukee as well We're going to hit it from a Milwaukee perspective All right. I've been looking forward to this I've been thinking about Okay, what are the Milwaukee things we could talk about? Okay. Yes. Which, by the way, folks If you're from Milwaukee You actually say Milwaukee Not Milwaukee It's a two-syllable word yes. So if you want people to know you're not from Milwaukee Just say Milwaukee and they'll know Okay, here we go Tom, first
0: thing off Favorite Milwaukee restaurant? Um... Favorite Milwaukee restaurant? Well, let me say I'm going to answer it from a favorite Milwaukee bar because I spent far more times in the bars than I did <laughs> in, the,
1: in the restaurants.
0: Um, I we well, they had have a, good grill food a lot of times. Yes, exactly. Those yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, right. I got that. So you. um, you're familiar with the Safe House? Yeah, oh, uh,
1: yes. I was thinking of Safe House.
0: Yes. Oh my God, what a wonderful place! Huh? Yeah. Right. So okay, so, I don't know that I've had a lot of the food
1: there to tell you the truth, though. Tell tell people about the Safe House that don't know about it.
0: Um, so the Safe House is. Down off of Water Street um, and you end up – you have to know where it is mm-hmm. uh, because you, you you come in and basically you look for a phone booth mm-hmm. that you have to know the number to dial in the phone booth. And when you dial the right number, it's a speakeasy, right? No, so it opens and you then are into the, you know, sort of the bar, the right. – the, the, the entertainment area the speakeasy <laughs> right, um, right and uh, you know it just is is hearkening back in time to prohibition and what it must have been like sure. you know I mean well that's kind of an espionage <laughs> flavor to it it does right? also right you know, yes, so it's, yeah. like a
1: spy house almost you feel like you're going to some secret location yes. safe house kind of you thing you
0: remember get smart when we yeah. were yeah. Yeah, so yeah so it's yeah. that sort right. of idea with right. the
1: phone booth and yeah, right. right, right. it doesn't drop you through no. the floor though <laughs> that's doesn't. a good thing I was waiting for that to happen the first time I went instead the door Went up Oh, how, how uh, yeah. boring. Yes. So, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and I mean, just other fun memories. I mean, I, I would spend every summer down at Summerfest. Sure. You know, almost from the beginning to the end and sure. saw amazing acts and had. Sure. Met some really interesting people, and it, it was always the high point of the summer. So, and we're about the same age, right? I'm 62. I'm two years older, okay. Right? Okay, yep. 64. So, yeah, I mean, I
1: remember, I mean, we were there when Summerfest really was starting. I mean, that was yes. Mayor Meyer's big yes. legacy was to start that whole thing right. up, and mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, now it's the world's biggest
0: music festival, right? Yeah. So, right. do you remember the days of like Miller Jazz Oasis oh, yes. and yeah. all that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. um. I think at the Miller Jazz Oasis, I saw Spyro Gyra. <laughs> I was at that concert, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I had a, a roommate that was a big jazz guy, yeah. and he he kind of laughingly referred to Spyro Gyra as sort of jazz. Sort of jazz. You're kind but, of up there with Chuck Mangione, yeah. you know. It's just he's got a nice horn sound, but it really isn't jazz, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But, yep. I beg to differ. But. Yeah,
0: I saw Don so, McLean on one of the okay, the yeah. off stages. Sure. Um, and, I mean, the smaller stages were, I haven't been in years, but you were intimate with yeah. the folks. I mean, yeah. you know, the, yeah. so it wasn't like, being on a stage far away right. where you were separated, you were they were playing to you. Sure, sure. Yeah,
1: well, and I remember you you get there early and you could be up front. Yeah, and, you know, right. Miller Jazeways is just being like you know like six feet away from yeah. Chuck Mangione and right. thinking this is heaven. Yeah, you know. So and of course there's plenty of beer and plenty of bratwurst and you know whatever. Okay, that what's your favorite bratwurst? Let's start. Let's get that one.
0: Mm, I I mean I, probably it's changed over time okay. because we now are here in. Madison and right. Johnsonville are so easy to yeah. get. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is hard. And it, they've got different flavors. Now, yeah. Right, one. Right. Right. I mean, it, yeah. you know, I mean, but you, but still, I think if you go to the Brewers game, you can still get Clements at the right. Brewers game. And, right. So, Usinger's is still around. Yeah. yeah Usinger's yeah, is still around. Right.
1: Yeah. We had a small meat market not too far away from our house. In fact, Grappi's meat market is not too far away from uh, where I don't know if you ever heard of Grappi's, but Father um, Grappi? That yeah, same Grappi? Yeah. It's his, it's actually his family. Okay. I um, mean, it's Italian market, but they also have. You know some Polish sausage, Italian sausage, uh, bratwurst, and what yeah. everybody has to have a bratwurst. If you got a meat market in Milwaukee, oh, yeah. right. so. Right. But okay, favorite. Uh, let's see, favorite uh, landmark uh,
0: place to visit in Milwaukee. Probably the art museum, not because the art museum was a favorite place, but that was where you went for the fireworks. You sat on the hill next to the um, art museum for okay. the fireworks display okay. every year. Um, and that was the biggest fireworks display around. And sure. so, you know, we would we would make sure that we were there sure. for the fireworks. Well, see, display. we had the South, South Shore water frolics where I live. Uh, so in yeah. that,
1: we always argued that those were the best fireworks well, see, that in Milwaukee. Been. Well, they had groundworks and everything else yeah. that were a lot of fun. Yeah. But, uh, boy, that South Shore Park is a huge park, and it was just wall-to-wall people. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I know there there were uh, quite a few people that that was that in McKinley Park. were not those really good places yep. to be able to watch from? Yep. So we uh, we never drove down there because we we you knew had we, the your own. Right? Yeah, we could yeah. just walk. I was four blocks away from South Shore Park. Yeah. But uh, along those lines, favorite park in Milwaukee because Milwaukee has some of the best parks of yeah. any major city that I know of. Um, and I was lucky enough to live close to, like, four of them. Yeah.
0: So I would say Cletch Park, Clutch which was Park. on the north side. Okay. Because um, you were Mequon, so that was closer. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Okay. Um, and they had a little bridge over, I don't know what even the creek was. But But okay. um, as little kids, we loved playing on the bridge, and we did—mom would take us down for picnics and, okay. and stuff, and that was kind of where we would go. Okay. Did you have a favorite, well,
1: when you were in Milwaukee, in Mequon, mm-hmm. did you have a favorite
0: afternoon pastime?
1: Like during the summertime, what was something you played a lot or was there a game in the neighborhood or whatever?
0: So I grew up golfing. Um, uh, okay. So at 16, I took a, a job working on the course for a new Ozaukee County course. It wasn't even open yet. It became Mequon. Okay. Um, and... Uh, started in I don't know right after school, so June um and we opened in August, and I moved from working on the course to working in the pro shop and okay. then I worked in the pro shop probably for the next eight of the next ten years okay um during the summer and being a kid and working at a golf course was the best because sure. you know, sure. uh during the week we worked six until two, and I golfed two until dark. <laughs> <laughs> um and <laughs> talking about a, a, a an occupation with fringe benefits yes Gee, it it was is. and yeah. you got to know so many of the golfers and mm-hmm. there was always people that were coming through that you could play with and that yeah. were really interesting people were there a lot of pro golfers that came through that course not a ton um we had a pro at that time working in the pro shop so okay. it really was a pro shop and and um, Tom Lafond was his name okay. and so he did know. Other pros, and it was common practice. You know, I'll you come play my course, we'll come play your course, okay. um, and so I tagged along with Tom on a number of sort of journeys out to play other courses okay. of his friends. Um, so, are we talking like Jack Nicholas level? Or, or no, like we're talking about the guys that had qualified for the tour, okay. and um, were kind of on the fringe and you know, sure. played on the tour. <laughs> but, right. But they
1: were never contenders
0: for <laughs> no, the top spots. No. Right. right.
1: Right. They're just other people to pass the time yeah, while they you They were wave. really,
0: I mean, right. fascinating people sure. with great stories about, sure. you know, what happened at this place or what they did there right. or what happened on this hole. Right. Um, but, in, yeah. in my
1: world, it's the equivalent of the backstage technicians that Correct. work the KISS concert and, you know, see all the crazy things that the artists do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those are stories you don't get from anyone. No. <laughs>
0: right, right. So, and the, you can't even be sure that they're telling you true stories, yeah. but they're really entertaining right, stories. Right, right. So, and, and, that was the best.
1: Part, yeah. So. And, and Well, we have a political climate in which that is true as well, right? <laughs> yes, so, exactly. Okay. How about a uh, favorite dessert? Is there a Milwaukee dessert that you like? Is
0: there? Um, so, there are a number of Milwaukee donuts. Mm-hmm. That are mm-hmm. you know? Don't get
1: me started on Milwaukee donuts. Yeah, okay? I mean
0: that are I think maybe unique, um, and it it has led to my lifetime fascination with donuts. Really? Um, I pastries I mean, as well, or just donuts? Well, no, I would I would include like apple fritters okay. in the donut category, okay. and I'm an apple fritter what's, what's, aficionado. What's the difference right? between
1: that and a jelly donut? I mean, come on, really. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Except the crust is
0: a little different. Yeah, yeah well, that. a jelly yeah. donut has an, a red fruit, yeah, and a yeah. apple fritter has, an, has well, apple And you can get so. cherry
1: fritters. Come on, oh, yes. really, people? Yes.
0: come on, right? Okay,
1: gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, uh, how about a? Uh, well, let's uh, let's take it back, and you've already done this. This is a question I, I oftentimes like to use as kind of a segue um, to more important things, which I'm going to tell you right now is going to be the next episode. But okay. Um, What's a favorite memory that you have of growing up? Um, that every once in a while, you know, I, I think everybody has these things that every once in a while something happens and it reminds you of this special place, this special activity, this special person. Um, and my fondness for it is it always makes me think. Of good things, formative things, yeah. sometimes happy things, sometimes sad things. But it's just a, it's in a, a memory that I I spend extra time embracing. Yeah, do you have something like
0: that? I do. Um, so in high school, there was a group of us, um, and everybody was in band except for me. <laughs> but they let me hang out with <laughs> Were them. Were you tone deaf? Uh, or, apparently, or,
1: yeah. <laughs> just no, t- See, no, I was in choir. It was too hard to play instruments. No I, musical ability, yeah, I think, I is understand. basically what yeah. the uh, the. Uh,
0: you, know, you, were a, a,
1: you were a band wannabe. Yes, exactly.
0: Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, and, you know, we just we hung out together all the time. And mm-hmm. there were two of the girls that were in this group that played guitar. And we spent nights outside listening to them, singing along with them, playing guitar. And when, during the winter, we were inside in people's basements. Sure. And, um, so it was just a group to grow up with. Sure. That... I'm still in contact with a with actually more of of them. Yeah, more of them than I would have thought. But but yeah, I think probably more than fifty percent. Okay, that were just kind of instrumental in sort of shaping how I thought about things. You know, going through that whole adolescent growing up. What are your values? um, Such a tumultuous time. Yeah, and you
1: know, I I think of some of the things going on with youth today is that they don't have. Those grounded groups of people that figure it out together. Yeah. You know, they bounce things off of each other, and say, yeah, I don't think that's going to work, man, but okay. Well, you and know.
0: they don't even, I, I mean, this is really being overly generalizing, but I don't think they have the same convictions in. Offering up arguments. I think oftentimes they offer up arguments just to see what kind of response that they're going to get. Yeah. um, yeah. As opposed to, you know, sort of believing in something. It's not that everything that I believed in or, you know, the others believed in ultimately became, you know, sort of reality, but you argued passionately because that's where you were starting from. You maybe changed your mind, but. Yeah, you know, you you are a passionate defender to begin with.
1: Yeah, don't you wonder too if that isn't a reflection of, um, you know, I think so many things nowadays where we see someone that's passionate about something that's a crock. Yeah, you know, so the you know the the days when you and I were growing up, I think there were there were passionate ideals that people did fight for. I mean, heck, we'd just come out of World War II, not much before us. And that was a passionate ideal of, you know, we're going to let this man take over the world or we're going to do something about it. Right. Um, So that was in our parents and, you know, transmitted through me vicariously ultimately. Um, And I think about it, you know, we, we have in some ways, I think disappointed the current generation by not being convicted ourselves to the right things. Yeah, you know,
0: uh, interesting, interesting um, way of thinking about it. Um, I mean, uh, and so I don't want to put a, a negative spin on this sure. because I am hugely optimistic about the. The millennials and and the more recent generation. Yeah, I'm de- I mean, I think of my son and he's got such a level-headed view
1: yes, about things. Right. It's depressing to him sometimes because the world as it is it yeah. can be pretty depressing. Yeah, and right? the
0: world that they're inheriting is a kind of a messed up, screwed up yeah. world where it's even try- hard to figure out why we are where we are. Right. What in the world um, were you
1: thinking that you know, let it get this bad? Yeah.
0: But, but, and I don't know that that wasn't always there. We just have the
1: internet and everything yeah. else to, you know, inform us as to just how wacky we really are as a human race.
0: <laughs> yeah. So right. Yeah. And but, and how sometimes we get we get sort of caught up in a belief system that we're afraid to go and question what's behind that belief system. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's I mean I guess if I would reflect and say what are, what are my what's my greatest concern about where we are now is that sort of the disassociation from things that were important to us facts science. Um, you know things that were provable, right. and we have moved away oftentimes um and 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 beliefs are not grounded in those facts or science or things that were provable right. um, but in the way other people are thinking or what i 've heard or something sure. like that sure so that 's okay.
1: a that 's a yeah you 're very generalized, but i think you 're onto something there too with the uh you know, my my daughter is studying now under uh, master's degree, and ultimately, I think we'll go on to a PhD in curriculum and instruction. Mm-hmm. And she's reflected to me a couple of times now how it seems like in education too, we've lost track of the idea of education being what's best for everyone, and instead are focusing so much on what's best for my kid. Yeah, you know what's best for me and that individualization, which is core to the success of America is now kind of becoming something almost too twisted, you know, um, so well we're going to carry that optimistic light into we episode are gonna two, all right? we are going to continue to be optimistic we are not going to let this isn't going to be a bummer man okay no. to use some 60s terminology and right. attitudes um, but we'll be back next week my guest is Tom Eggert who's a, a you listen to the first part of the episode you'll have to get a flavor for Tom because I can't describe him without going on for probably five minutes just in what I'm getting to know so but uh, we're going to be back next week I'll wrap up this episode with a little tag here um, but don't go anywhere. Uh, Well, come back, I guess ultimately. Just come back next week and possibly even the week after that to hear all the topics we have to cover uh, because Tom actually, I I think, is obvious to anyone listening, has a pretty fascinating background and some, I think, fascinating commentary that we're going to have to reflect on together. So, we'll be right back here on 99.7 Max FM's digital network in a frame of reference, so don't go anywhere. Okay? There's never been a better time to support small businesses and save big with Max FM Big Deals. Discount certificates from the Max FM Big Deals store will save you up to 50% off retail every day of the week. Local restaurants and wineries, healthy living and spa services, gifts for the holidays, and a whole lot more. New deals are added weekly. Check it out now at maxfmbigdeals.com. That's maxfmbigdeals.com. Start shopping and start saving.
0: McFarlane's Problem Solvers Playhouse presents Archibald Utimoball Goes Ball. Archibald Utimoball was used to living life fast and furious, flinging himself famously along freeways with flair and furor. He gets, I'm skidding and swerving. It
1: must be my tires. To McFarlane think quickly, I must surely drive if I want to continue
0: to frolic alive. So Archibald happily got his new tires from that McFarlane pit crew that's really on fire. McFarland, 780 Carolina Street, one block south of Highway 12 in Sauk City.
1: You know, it's awful fun to be around someone like Tom Eggert who looks around the world and sees a great big sandbox with all kinds of potential. We all need more Tom Eggerts in our lives. We all need to be more like Tom Eggert and see the world through an optimistic but realistic set of glasses. Join me again in a couple of weeks when we continue this conversation with Tom Eggert. But in the meantime, there's an incredible event coming up here in the Sauk County area and I couldn't resist sitting down with some of the great folks that are involved with it and make it happen. I'm talking about the Farm Art Detour, which is part of the Fermentation Fest here in Sauk County. We're going to talk about how this whole thing has changed their viewpoints on things and talk about their hopes and dreams and wishes for people that will come and Take part in it as uh, both artists and as uh, merchants and as just people that are driving along on the routes of Wisconsin in the backwoods and seeing all the great things that are there to see. Hope you can join us for this special three-week special. (laughs) It's a special three-week special all about the Farm Art Detour. Join us. Take care.